Welcome to the FBTV podcast in living color. One network used to say that. Remember back in the 60s, maybe even the 70s? Now in living color. I had NBC, the Peacock, you know, when it spread its feathers in living color. But anyway, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Enjoyed that trip down memory lane, didn't you? Now, what I mean by in living color, if you've been listening to the podcast, via your favorite podcasting app, that's great. We'd like for you to continue to do so. But we are also videotaping, videotaping. We're not videotaping, we're videoing. We're, we're saving the video. We are recording I don't know what you call it anymore. Anyway, there's a video of it on YouTube, as well as should be anyway, on the FBTV Insider and on FreightBrokerTV.com. I mean, we are FBTV, FreightBrokerTV, so you should be able to find it there. But if you want to to, uh, actually see, watch as we are doing the podcast, you can. Just remember, it's a podcast video, not necessarily made for the camera, but you're not here for the... For me, you're here for the information. (laughs) Okay. All right, we're going to start today. I'm not even going to talk about uh, things we will be talking about in a little bit. I'm talking about the stuff that pays the bills. We're going to jump right into what I didn't have time for last week. And that was uh, the topics. We're going to talk about the agreements. That's what I had on, on track to talk about last week, but we didn't get to it in time ran out of time, trying to keep these things down to about 25 minutes. 25 minutes seems to be the, uh, you know, the the, the sweet spot. We'll see. Anyway, uh, we're going to have another topic today, too, selling. Uh, So if you're trying to sell yourself on getting loads or getting customers for your trucking company or even your brokerage, uh, you'll want to be stick around for that. But let's get started. Topic of the day that was supposed to be last week, but we ran out of time. We did have a topic last week, but uh, agreements, your contracts as a freight broker, freight broker agent, even a trucking company, you are dealing with contracts every day. Imperative that you look them over. Don't just get the... You know, if you're setting up at the broker, don't just get the paperwork and, okay, uh, signed it, send it back. Look at it. There was a story going around, oh, 10 or 15 years ago, that there was a broker out there that was uh, sending out contracts, and they knew trucking companies weren't reading them. They just knew it. And they put a clause on that contract that stated that, hey, to use our services cost you $1,200 a year or whatever. And you can either have the option of paying that all in one lump sum, or we will hold payment from the loads you move for us until that 1200 benchmark is uh, met. They sign it. They move the load. They'd be expecting seven, eight, $900 from that broker, and guess what? They got an invoice saying, you owe us, you know, whatever uh, the amount minus what they were supposed to get paid. That's what I'm talking about. Now, if that's true or not, who knows? But it's just wacky enough to almost be true. Now, if you are going to be working as a freight broker agent, if you're working as a freight broker agent, why is there hair on this? Anyway, if you're going to be working as a freight broker agent, yeah, look over that contract. Uh, your broker agent contract, first of all, 
there should not be any type of a no compete clause in that contract. If there is, walk away. No compete. That means you can't work in the transportation industry. And the clause will specify, but generally it's pretty broad. You can't work for a trucking company or uh, as a sales agent or uh, for another broker or anything like that for X amount of time, be it six months, a year, 18 months, whatever. We even had a client one time uh, came to us. She had went out here and before she ever contacted us and thought she could do it on her own, which, you know, that's how I started. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I, I wouldn't, I don't recommend that. Uh, you have a lot of heartbreak but uh, uh, or sleepless nights, headaches and things of that nature. But yeah, she went out there, got her own contract, which, you know, we recommend everybody seek your own contract. But uh, she went to uh, work and she decided, hey, I, you know, I need to get training. She contacted us and uh, she goes, I got a contract. Oh, well, let, let, send it to us, let us see. Yep, there, there it was right there, no compete. She could not, even if she wanted to leave that company, she would basically be unemployed for X amount of time until that no compete expired. So check that out. Another thing in the broker agent contract. Your customers should remain your customers if and when you leave that brokerage, if you're working for that brokerage as an agent. Now, if you're an employee, you're not a contracted agent, you're an employee for that company. Yeah, the, the business you bring in is theirs. But as a broker agent, no, your customers are your customers. You should be able to leave with them. Now, that doesn't mean that the broker doesn't give up the right to work those customers. They can try, but your relationship should be so strong with that customer, it's not going to be a problem for you. The other thing is your commission. Standard in the industry for a broker agent, 60% commission. Doesn't mean everybody pays 60. Even in our TMP, it's 50. But 50 should be the bare minimum. Now, I've explained why we pay 50 and not 60. Uh, because the mentorship program, first of all, we're not a brokerage at Tautoa is what I'm talking about. If you didn't know, I am the lead consultant for Tautoa. But uh, we pay 50. And there's a limited amount of time you can stay in the mentorship program because the purpose of the mentorship program is to help you get started, help you get out there, to allow you to get out there, become operational, start building a customer base. Hey, if you move a load during the period, that's great. You're going to make a 50% commission on the net. If not, that's fine. You built up your business. You've got experience. Now you can go out there and get a contract with the broker direct, which should be your ultimate goal. But... You know, it's neither here nor there. Now, if you ever, if you are looking around, you look, hey, Mike, I see some of these brokers out there paying 65, 70, 80% commission. Yeah, but if you look close, you got to jump through a lot of hoops to be able to get to that higher level on the commission scale. And generally speaking, not going to happen. You know, it looks good, but when you try to get there, they've got it so out of reach, it, it, it's, it's not realistic. I'm not saying you couldn't. And I'm not saying they designed it that way, but, well, it is what it is, right? Now, another thing, too, if, if, if you get a contract to a broker and they offer you a 40% contract, that's a pretty good indication you're not actually contracting to a broker, but one of their agents. So you're contracting to that agent as a sub-agent. And I believe we talked about that in one of the videos here, last uh, couple of videos. But anyway, that's that. Now, tracking companies going back to you and even brokers that are dealing with customers 
most brokers are dealing with a customer, a shipper, on a per-load basis. A lot of trucking companies may be doing this too, but if you're a trucking company, you got more than five trucks, you should be doing contracts direct with your customer. And if you don't know how to do that, well, we're going to start talking about that in this podcast. So stay tuned. Now, the transactional contract, the low confirmation that the customer will send you, be it a broker or a trucking company on a per load basis, that, that low confirmation, as we so lovingly call them from the uh, customer, the shipper load confirmation, that, uh, yes, it's a low confirmation, but it's actually a transactional contract. So when you get that, when you get that document, you want to look it over. Make sure, make 100% sure that everything on that document is as you and the customer discussed. Now, you're not going to know necessarily the addresses are right, the phone numbers and things like that, but the specific details, special instructions, the rates, things of that nature. Make sure all of that is correct. If it is not correct, call the customer immediately. Tell them, hey, you know, hey, hey, Bob, you sent this over to me, and and uh, you, you put eleven fifty on the confirmation that you're paying me, but we agreed to twelve fifty. Okay, the customer knows they've got to change that on their end. Send you a new one, but occasionally you may get a customer that says, hey, yeah, go ahead and mark that out and put in the right amount. You can't do that. You can't do that. They've got to change that uh, rate on their confirmation and send you a new one. And the reason that is is simply because when you go to bill or invoice that customer, your broker does or whoever, they're going to need that low confirmation as proof that they agreed to pay you that much. If what you have written on your low confirmation is not identical to what they have on theirs, there's going to be an issue. Now, here's the thing. It may be a couple of two or three weeks before that invoice gets back to your customer. They're not going to remember what they told you or didn't tell you to do. They're not going to remember that they told you to, hey, cross out that 1150, put in the right amount. They're not going to remember that for the simple reason they've, they've worked two or 300 loads since that load. So take care of it right then. Save yourself a lot of headache. All right, very good. Now let's take care of some business that we didn't take care of. And again, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to call me. Well, email me anyway. You can't, you can call. Leave your question on our studio line, 479-668-0213. Or I recommend picking up the phone, not picking up the phone, sending an email. Matter of fact, we got a question in here we're going to get to in just a second. John sent an email. And... Uh, I, I believe he's a broker, looks like. But anyway, we'll get to that in a moment. But anyway, if you have a question, comment, a message, again, studio line 479-668-0213. You can send me an email, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com, or we got forms all over the website. You know, any of the content on the website, you open it up, you're going to find a form. Go to the contacts page if you aren't having any luck there. want to remind you about the insider as well. FreightBrokerTV.com is Mama Bear, FBTVInsider.com <laughs> is its brother, sister, whatever you want to call it. Uh, FBTVInsider.com is really designed for somebody ready to start getting serious about their transportation career. 
but looking for more information. Uh, on FBTV Insider, you're going to find all of our public content, the videos, podcasts, our radio shows we did in the past. Uh, pretty much anything we've made available publicly, you're going to find on theinsider.com. But, and, and that's free, you can register for free, but if you want access to all of the Insider content, we do videos every week. Uh, occasionally, there'll be a special podcast up there for you. And we're kind of getting everything going video, but you're going to have access to all of that, too. Uh, if you want if you want access to all the Insider content, $2.99 a month, $24.95 a year. So up to you, either or. All right, I was talking about questions, comments, or messages in the mailbag. This came in this week. <clears throat> uh, it's from John. He started out real nice. Hey, great. You guys are great. Thanks, blah, blah, blah. Glad to help you, John. But anyway, here's the, uh, here's the bottom line. I recently had a transaction with a carrier that I contracted to move a load. All the agreements were signed and everything looked correct. The next thing that happens is a truck contracted by them shows up to my customer to move the load. The load was en route before I found out what happened. How would you handle this? Thanks. <clears throat> okay, here, here's the deal. And I sent John back an email. And John, if you're seeing this, check your email. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there's a lot of things going on here that ultimately we recommended uh, legal counsel. But uh, John says that they contracted the carrier to move the load. So I'm assuming John's the broker. You got a trucking company. And the next thing that happened is the truck. They contracted a truck to actually move the load. Okay, if this is just a trucking company doing that, and what I mean is uh, they don't have their broker authority, they trip leased. That's not legal anymore. It used to be till Map 21, and it was a gray area. It really wasn't legal before, but Map 21 just you know put the kibosh on it. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, no, it's not uh, illegal now, or it is legal. I mean. But that's what it almost sounds like, but I'm guessing a nah, trucking company wouldn't be that bold. And if they are, the boy, they're going down a path of big fines and all kinds of legal issues because they will get caught. And John might be the one that brings it to the surface. Who knows? Anyway, the second thing that could happen is the load was double brokered, which uh, double brokering, and you're going to hear this every uh, a lot of places, I won't say everywhere, that... Uh, Double brokering's illegal. No, double brokering's not illegal. It's happening all the time. Uh, and there's a right way and a wrong way to double broker, but the right way, it's, it's legal. The uh, We'll get into that in another podcast. Uh, but if this trucking company had its own broker authority, and they represented themselves to you, John, as the carrier that was actually going to move the load, well, they've committed fraud. Because they took the load and they brokered it to another trucking company. So here's where it kind of gets tricky. You contracted that trucking company to move your load. That trucking company did not move your load. Another trucking company did. So therefore, the trucking company you contracted to move the load broke your contract. Do you have any liability there to pay that company? 
I'm guessing no. You didn't. You contracted that company to move your load. They did not move your load. Do you owe them anything? Apparently, I, w I would think no. This is where the legal counsel. You got to talk to a lawyer because you know uh, we're consultants. But even as consultants, we 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 will tell our clients, "Hey, got to talk to. Got to get legal counsel on this." But that's what it's sounding like to me. Possible double brokered load uh, obtained fraudulently. So go from there. And the load was en route before you found out. Okay. Now, granted, you can't force the driver to call you before they leave. I mean, you could, I guess, uh, put it in your contract. But apparently the contract didn't matter here with that trucking company you originally obtained to move the load that brokered it to, or whatever to another trucking company. Okay. The... Uh, you should always, always make it mandatory that the driver of the load calls you. you. You want a minimum of three phone calls per load. Well, minimum of two with the option of three, and we never want the third one. When they pick up the load, that's going to be known as the load call. When they deliver the load, that's the empty call. And I always require drivers to call me should anything go wrong in between point A and point B, picking up and delivering. I did not need to hear from the driver every day. I know a lot of brokers are going to require that. Hey, I want the driver to call me, check in with me every morning uh, before 10 a.m. or whatever. Why? Why? Uh, if you're providing uh, tracking for your customer, okay, that makes sense. I get that. But most times all that's going to be set up uh, uh, through the IT anyway. But... If they're doing check calls every day, okay, let's say you got five loads moving this morning. Each check call, let's say it's three minutes. Okay, there's 15 minutes of the most uh, money-making time of your day out the window because you're on the phone with the driver. And and I'm not knocking drivers. I used to be one. But you, you get a driver that wants to have a conversation. It's going to be hard to get off the phone. And the only way you're going to get off the phone is actually be rude and if that driver goes on to uh, start their own trucking company, or maybe that driver is the trucking company, well, you 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 can count that carrier not going to be working with you again. So you got to you got to watch yourself there. But uh, anyway, that's why I do not. Now, if I've got a customer and they want daily updates on where their load is, the progress. Uh, yeah, that's fine. What I'll do is I'll call the dispatcher when I've got a few minutes in my day where it's not, I do it on my time. Now, you know, dispatchers know where their truck is, drivers checking in or satellite every morning, doing check calls. Just call the dispatcher. Hey, where's, where's truck today? Yeah, he's in El Paso. All right, thanks. Talk to you later. Send my uh, customer an email. Hey, truck's in El Paso. It's going to be on time. All right, moving on. What have we got here? Okay, we're going to, if I don't hurry up and do something here, we may run out of time. And me not talking is running out of time. Okay, real quick, and we're going to get into this uh, selling thing that I promised we talked about earlier. Okay, I get calls all the time. Matter of fact, I had a client last week that was uh, pretty much sweating it. He had one customer, couldn't get approved. One of his, he's got a couple other customers, but uh, he was looking at this one customer is going to be, it's going to be eggs, eggs in the basket, going to be bank. And uh, 
if you're brand new, I get that. You think every customer is going to be bank. And, you know, what I try to get it through to everybody, man, you've got to have a quantity of customers. So you have a quantity of loads so you can determine which of those customers and which of those loads are actually going to be bank. And when I'm talking about bank, eh, doing the old Johnny Manziel move, show me the money, right? But anyway, that's what I'm talking about when I say bank. Now, people tell me all the time, man, I, you know, it's hard getting customers, blah, blah, blah. You know, the freight's not moving. The freight's not doing this. Well, let's look at the real numbers here. Fourth quarter earnings increases have been reported across the board. SIA Freight earnings nearly doubled in the fourth quarter of 2020. USA Truck up 28%. They're local. Warner, their nets are up 25%. Schneider up 38%. Arc Best, that's ABF, they're, they're right here in Arkansas where I'm at. They're up 14%. There's freight out there. You just got to go get it. Now, how do you get the freight? You got to make your sales calls. And this is what I was telling my, my client the other day. You got to get on that phone, man. You got to stay on that phone. Especially when you first start your brokerage, you got to live on it. You got to live on that phone. You've got to build up that customer base. Now, We've talked about prospecting in past videos on YouTube. We talked about prospecting. Matter of fact, one of the first things we talk about uh, in our training is how to find customers, how to make sales calls, how to find those customers so you can call them, what to say, the whole nine yards. And, you know, a lot of people don't believe it, but the, the sales pitch, 15, 10 to 15 seconds, that's it. 10 to 15 seconds, your sales call to a potential customer, they're going to say yes, no, or ask for more information. First thing is time management. This, this, I, I see this happen all the time. People are building their prospect list and they're on the websites and things of that nature and they write somebody down and the next thing you know, it's 20 minutes later because they've been doing a lot of research on that one company. In 20 minutes, you could have wrote down another 50 different potential customers added to your prospect list. Prospect list, what I'm talking about, if you're not familiar with it, is the potential customers that you want to contact in hopes of them using your service, be it as a trucking company, as a broker, whatever. That 20 minutes you can't get back. That's, that's what I'm talking about, time management. As you get more and more into your career, and if you're a trucking company, a dispatcher, you're making calls to brokers, or if you're a broker trying to get a truck, you already know this, you can miss a truck or miss a load by just a few seconds. You know, hey, Jim, that load you had going to Dallas, uh, I got a truck for you. Oh, you should have called me two seconds ago. I, I just moved it. Same thing with the truck. Oh, you know, if you would have called me just a couple of minutes ago, man, I would have took that load. But I already got one from somebody else. This is what I'm talking about, time management. Time management is so, so critical to a broker. You can't get time back. Now, you know, you got to find ways to manage your time so that it is most profitable for you and only you can you can do that so work on that now here's something else we're going to close this out talking about getting told no matter of fact i've heard this last week as well man everybody's telling me no well of course they're going to tell you no we tell you we, we tell you in training at tatoa you know you ask any salesperson on the planet what the number one response they get whenever they make a sales call they're all going to say no. No is the number one response. They don't pay attention to the no. 
They don't pay attention to the no. They, so what? So what? If you leave the door open, you're going to be able to call them back, and maybe next time they'll say yes anyway. Don't worry about the no. You're looking for the yeses. So just hang up and move on to the next call. Now, something else, too. The number one salesperson in any sales organization, hands down, gets told no the most. Think about that. So, and I always tell people, you know, even in, in our supplemental training at Tautoa, I show you how uh, somebody telling you no, actually, a no makes you money. Okay. It does, actually. So, anyway, keep that in mind. All right, we're going to be on time today. What else? Anything else pressing? Fuel prices. Man, what is happening with fuel? It has jumped six cents since last week. Uh, it's up to 280 for diesel, up six cents. Gasoline, up almost the same, five cents. Uh, 246, what's going on? Well, did I say 260? No, diesel's up to 280. Gasoline is up to 246. That's six cents up on diesel, a nickel more for gas. Yeah, don't tell me the fuel companies didn't have this in the back pocket, just waiting for a little break in the COVID so they could up, you know, get it back up. Still lower than it was a year ago, at least what the reports I've seen. I haven't checked it out, but that's what I'm saying. But like I said last week, it's going to be an expensive summer. You watch how much. Uh, 280 would not surprise me if diesel is back up over three bucks a gallon by end of April, May, before Memorial Day, anyway. All right, good deal. All right, we kept it on track today. <laughs> a little bit over, but not bad. All right, go have a go have a good day, a good week. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. <laughs>